Hello everyone, welcome back to the Surviving the Suck podcast. This is episode 6 that you don't want to miss out on. We have the Michael Salamone here with us, who's one of my best friends. You also might have seen him on TikTok or Instagram. We'll get into that. I just want to give a trigger warning before this episode though. This episode will contain some information on different mental health problems, anxiety disorder, depression, suicide, and different topics pertaining to mental illness. So if you struggle with any of these things, again, please take care of yourself. That's so important, especially during this holiday season. I hope that you're hanging in there. I hope you're surviving this suck. But if not, please make sure that you're plugging yourself to professional help or lean into the people around you or listen to this podcast if you can. We are not licensed mental health professionals, but we're here to try to help provide some guidance as to what has helped us and what's helped Michael too. So without further ado, here is Michael Salamone. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Surviving the Suck podcast. Today, you are all in for a real treat. And I know I say this almost every episode, guys and girls. I get it. But today, we have one of my best friends on this podcast. And this person is just a phenomenal human being, has gotten me through so many of my moments in the suck. And I can't wait for you to hear from him about how he survived the suck and helped others. Like I said, he's one of my best friends. He's gotten me through some of my darkest moments. So everyone today, we're super lucky. We have Michael Salamone on with us today. And Michael, I'm going to have you introduce yourself because I feel like I, I honestly don't think I could do justice. <laughs> okay. Um, hello. My name is Michael Salamone. I am just a nerdy guy that likes to do fun stuff. Um, I like my job. I can do my job. My job is a social media creator or influencer, whatever you want to call it. I make funny, goofy videos on the internet and people hit buttons that like them um i graduated with haley from augustana college i have degrees in philosophy with a focus in logic and political science with a focus in social theory um what else can i say i mean i played sports like all my life i wrestled played football baseball jujitsu boxed um i don't know i don't know what else to say i i do a lot of different things i love like video games like any like tv shows anything I, i'm fascinated by pretty much everything in the world including haley who is an awesome host Aw, thanks, Michael. You're gonna make me cry. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm already gonna cry on this episode. Maybe I don't know, but <laughs> guys and girls, Michael is just oh, I can't say enough great things about him, and he's so humble too. Like, just you know, he said, "Oh yeah, you know, I just make content." But Michael, how many followers do you have on TikTok and Instagram right now? <laughs> TikTok and Instagram. On TikTok, I think I have six hundred thirty-five thousand followers. I think. And then I think I'm close to like 50,000 on Instagram. Oh my gosh. Like what? This is like, it's just so crazy to me because when, so people, when the pandemic started back in March, or I guess lockdown really, Michael and I were like, I feel like one of the few seniors that stayed in the Quad Cities. Yeah. <laughs> and so we would like literally be together and like quarantine together practically. And we ended up like making TikToks and just, doing stupid stuff all the time and just having fun in the middle of this pandemic or trying to and that was really like when michael got into everything and and now you're just like a star yeah you amazing did the first, you did your first tiktok with or my first tiktok was with you and your friends yeah yeah you were in the background dancing <laughs> it's just yeah, it so amazing it's so amazing because i feel like you know for the the few years that i've known you i feel like i've seen you grow so much and it's really inspiring to me so 
you've just given me so much hope and that's why I'm so excited to have you today because I know so many people can learn from you and this experiences that you've endured and been through and you know we all heal together man we do <laughs> thank you I appreciate that yeah so you know I, I'm I'm really hyping him up here because it's, it's for <laughs> yeah you are I don't know how to reply <laughs> it's for a good reason though but you know um Michael obviously this podcast is called surviving the suck and you know that I've had my own suck because you've been there with me through it. I mean, there, there have been times where I was legit struggling so bad and was just in the deepest moments. And the first person that I would call would be Michael and he would come to my house and literally show, like he would show up within five minutes and be at my doorstep and be like, all right, what's going on? Let's talk about this. And that is a true friend right there. So Michael, I just want to thank you because I feel like if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have gotten through some of those moments. Oh. It's okay. You don't, you don't have to thank me. It's what friends are for. I know, but it's just, you know, ugh, my heart anyways. But <laughs> so I was saying, you know, the podcast is called Surviving the Suck. And, you know, we all have our moments that, you know, whether it's just life's unforeseen circumstances or it's mental health or it's physical health. What for you do you feel like has been a time that you've really had to endure the suck and get through it and what helped you? <laughs> Oh man, there's so many. Um, I mean, like, you know, everyone's got their issues, you know what I mean? And no issues worse than another, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't really agree with the idea of like, when you hear other people's stories, like you should, I don't really think you should ever compare. But something that I always say is like, you know, everything can always get worse. And it's not worse yet. So like, I don't know, it's not that bad, right? Like, yeah. everything can always get worse. There's always ways to make something worse. Just like there's always ways to make things better. And I'd rather deal with my issues than what's worse than my issues. I don't know. Maybe that's like super weird to say, but like that's, that's how I handle it. Like, for example, I don't even know, like, um, I don't know, like just before quarantine, I was, uh, pretty, pretty depresso. Um, I was, I was pretty, a little bit depressed and a lot of it depressed, had, had really bad anxiety. My PTSD was going really bad. And I remember like one time I had a flashback, I was literally just washing my hands um in in the bathroom um and I, I like looked up in the mirror and i was like just full of tears and crying and i didn't even realize it i it was just like little things like that i'm like oh my gosh i'm like really not okay right now what's going on mm -hmm. and i don't know that's one example i guess i i just there's so many i, I don't know what to talk about uh what do you think it's, has, what do you think has been one of the hardest experiences for you definitely one of the hardest is losing my mom for sure that was I I definitely give that uh that that's the top of the list for sure. That that was definitely not an easy experience that I had to endure. Yeah, I know that that's been really hard on you and I know that you've made a lot of progress in that area. What has helped you kind of heal from that experience? First of all, talking to people, having awesome friends just like you that I can I know you know whether it's 2 in the afternoon or 2 in the morning. I know I can text you guys and you know, probably know you a little bit, but then also just finally get to, you know, Michael, why are you awake at 2 a.m.? Well, you know, it's I'm having sad boy hours um, and I need your help. <laughs> uh, just talk to me. And then I know you guys talk to me. So talking to my friends helps a lot. Um, definitely if I was able to in person, that's like my favorite thing to do. But then also exercising mm -hmm. is probably my, like it, it helps the most right now, especially since I can't see my friends in person. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's, kind of become a new coping mechanism for you and me both like I feel like we weren't I, I don't know I guess you have been more into exercising than me but I've been trying to kind of lean into that area too and it really does help clear your mind 
It, it does. I mean, I don't know. Something about like the small mental struggle that is just like running on a treadmill. It helps a ton. I don't know. Maybe it just is enough to get my mind off of the issues or, or something. I don't know. And you always feel better afterwards too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's definitely not fun running and looking at the wall on the treadmill, but <laughs> something about it just feels so great. Yeah. I mean, I, I said this on one of the previous episodes that, you know, this summer, I, I think I shared this with you too, that I would just go outside and run and run and run. And it wasn't even because I felt the need to try to get into shape. I just, my mind was so clogged and that was the only thing that could get my mind off of the internal pain. It was just focusing on the external pain at that point. And for me, that was more bearable than the internal. So yeah, I mean, I literally did the same thing. I completely understand. Like I, like in college, I would literally just go for a run, not because I needed to be in shape, just because I needed something one to do and two, just to keep my mind busy. Because if I just sit in my, my dorm room, thinking about my thoughts, because in college, I was always ahead in my work. So I, did, I never really had to sit down and do homework because I was always just, I, already, I, I usually already had it done. And, you know, I can't go, I was usually like, all right, let's get my homework done. And then let's go hang with the homies. Like, let's go hang out with my friends. But, yeah. you know. You know, and that, I feel like that's something that we're all missing right now is that community piece. Like I was watching a, or I don't know if you've seen on Netflix, The Prom lately. I don't, it's a new like movie i've heard about it i heard it's really interesting it is it's very interesting but there was a part in the movie where the one of the girls is like really struggling and she has this group of great friends around her on the bed and and i just kind of had this moment that i was like man i miss that like when you're struggling and having a bunch of friends come over and just like hang out with you and help you through it like we don't have that anymore exactly (sighs) i i miss it i miss my friends (laughs) yeah me too me too you know and even I guess in quarantine, like, it's just, it's hard because we've all been focused to actually sit with a lot of the things that we've been through. And I know just in general, right, like, I've struggled for pretty much since middle school, since I was 13 years old. And I think yours goes back probably farther than me, Michael. But, you know, why is this conversation about mental health so important to you? Like, why do you feel like we need to talk about this more? Because you, you're an advocate too. Like, I see you posting about stuff. But why do you feel like this is such an important conversation? Because I don't really think anyone deserves to feel less than themselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I don't like, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's unbelievably heartbreaking to know that someone just isn't feeling good. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't think anyone deserves not to feel good. And let alone feel depressed or anxious about something, it's just an awful feeling. I mean, I, you know, I, I've diagnosed with a bunch of stuff, and in, including in that list is severe anxiety and depression. And I don't like, I hate the, like, I hate it. I can barely tolerate it. And the idea that it's happening to my friends or just, I don't know, people I don't know, like, I don't know. And, and I know, like, I'm, I'm a really strong person and I'm, I'm really confident in that. And the idea that, you know, like, someone might not have like the same mental fortitude I do and is going through those things not ideal you know and i'm like obviously i lost my mom to a mental health struggle like i i i never want someone to feel hopeless enough to where they they're like okay they're like there's nothing left for me here you know what i mean i have to go i it's i uh, i don't want anyone ever to feel like that ever no <laughs> that's why i'm so passionate about it i mean i can't fix the world you know what i mean but you can at least make sure your friends and anyone you meet's okay you know, like I always, I don't know. I just, uh, it, it bothers me so much. I, I can't express it into words. I just don't want anyone to feel like that at all. 
I, I hate it. I hate feeling like that. And I just don't ever want that. It, it just, it's, it literally breaks my heart thinking that anyone's going to experience that because it's just so not fun. It's yeah. so unenjoyable. Yeah. Like now there's been times in my life where I just don't, I, I feel nothing. I just feel completely empty and there's nothing inside. And you know, like those are the key pivoting points of like, okay, like, wow, I really am not doing so hot. So what are the, what are the things I can do that will, you know, get this turned around? Yeah, absolutely. And, and honestly, Michael, you're so spot on there. I, I feel your, your pain when you're talking about this because, you know, I too, just with lived experience of struggling, you know, I, I get very upset when I hear about my friends or my family or, or even random strangers that, you know, I don't even want to call them strangers, but people who reach out to me who I don't know on social media and have these conversations with me of, you know, not wanting to live anymore. It, it just physically breaks my heart because I, you, you know that pain, I know that pain. And I think we can both agree that we don't ever want anyone to experience that. But the sad thing is so many people do. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's a struggle. And, you know, you talked about checking in on your friends and your family. And, you know, that's the way that we change the world. And I know it sounds really cliche sometimes when we talk about changing the world. But if, if you think about it, like if, if you make just a difference to one person, you know, I think about Michael's impact on me, like, you were the one, Michael, who checked in on me and, and showed up for me in my really dark moments. And if that wouldn't have happened, like I might not be here. And if I wasn't here, I wouldn't be able to help the people that I'm helping now. So, you know, it's, it's all a chain reaction, but I, I believe that if you can just help one more person and that person helps another person, that that's the way we change the world. If everyone did that. I definitely agree. And you know, like, I like you would do the same thing for me. If I needed your help, I know for a fact you'd be at my doorstep. So be like, all right, Michael, what do we need to do? Do we need to go sing Disney songs and dance in the living room, or are we going to McDonald's? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> and those those two things are were kind of our go to back then. <laughs> That's so true. You know, there was a there was something that had happened in May, and I remember I was just so upset, and it was like right before I, it was literally the night before I was moving out of my house, Michael. Like I was crying, and I just remember I called you, and you came over. And we were just, we had a conversation and you really shifted my mindset and helped me kind of see the other side of things. And it was like, I went from crying within the first 30 minutes to dancing to Disney <laughs> with you in the living room and singing at the top of our lungs. That's my job. I got to make you smile, you know? Yeah. You know, and that's, that's the beauty of friendship. And, you know, to anyone listening to this, if you feel really alone, um, you know, everyone always says, you're not alone, you're not alone, but I know what it's like to feel alone, even if you're not. So here's the thing, like, if you truly, truly feel alone, you got to find people who are going to surround you and make you laugh and bring you joy and show you why you should stay, why you should continue living. Because if you don't have people around you who aren't going to lift you up when you're struggling, what's the point of having them in your life? I definitely agree. And you know, I'm a really firm believer in you are who you surround yourself with. Like yeah. your friends, I don't know. I, I feel like they're a really good reflection of who you are. And sometimes it takes, like, I'm not a professional or anything like that. This is just my personal experience and what helps me. So I don't mean to give off any advice that, that seems like it may come from professional because it's not. Um, but just taking care and seeing who your friends are is really important. 
Like you need to make sure that your friends are good people. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people like ignore a lot of not so good signs when they surround themselves with someone just because, you know, like this person shows them attention or something like that. Really need to make sure like, hey, you know, I'm surrounding myself with good people. Yeah. And they care for me. Yeah. Yeah. And people who who know what you need when it comes to your mental health too. Like I I I only say this because, you know, I think a lot of us do have friends who just don't understand. And sometimes you just have to communicate that to them what you need from them. You can't always expect other people to know exactly how to help. Sometimes you have to help them help you, which is kind of unfortunate, but I mean, we just don't have enough education around this issue anyways. So sometimes we have to be the ones educating at the same time, um, which sucks. But, you know, I think if people know how to help you and know what you need, then hopefully they're able to actually do that and they actually show up and step up for you. Yeah, and it's, you're absolutely right. Like, I mean, it's not really people's fault for not knowing either because you can't see it. And how are you supposed to know about it if you don't endure it yourself or like see someone you know go through it? I mean, you even even just like being a secondhand and being like, oh my gosh, like my best friend's not my best friend. Like, it's really even hard for that person to comprehend why your best friend's not your best friend this week or this month or this year, like whatever's going on in their life today. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's... I don't know. I feel like there's just not enough. There's not enough people that really should understand or have the education they need. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? And I feel like with education comes lack of stigma, which is awesome because the more education, the more you understand something, the less there is a stigma about it. Mm -hmm. Like the less, like I remember in high school, like talking about mental health, like one, I was nervous to be like, yo, I'm depressed. Like I, I know I'm depressed. I like my counselor, my psychiatrist, they're all telling me I have all these things. I definitely don't want any of my friends to find out because that would be super embarrassing. Yeah. Why though? Why would that be embarrassing? There's nothing wrong with there's okay, obviously there's something wrong. Like I I'm just not feeling like Michael today. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Or whatever it is. But like there's nothing actually wrong. Like that's that's okay. Like if I have a broken leg, I'm not gonna look at my friend and be like, oh my God, don't look at my broken leg. It's so embarrassing. I broke it kind of funny. Like, I mean, I'd be like, yeah, let's not talk about this. But other than that, like, you shouldn't look at someone differently because they have an injury or an illness or whatever it is, whether it's, you know, on the outside or the inside. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I love that analogy of the broken leg because I relate to that on so many levels. Um, But also, you know, at the same time, it's like, even you said something that reminded me of this, you know, even remind your friends what your triggers are because, you know, there were certain conversations that my friends were bringing up at a time that I was really struggling that were very triggering for me. And I just couldn't talk about it. And and that made me isolate myself from my friends. Um, You know, and something that one of my good, good friends, Travis once said is, you know, mental illness thrives in isolation. And when we become isolated from our friends and our family, that's really when I feel we truly start to struggle even more because we do need support. But, you know, just make sure that you're reminding your friends and your family, like, what helps you? What doesn't help you? What topics should we avoid in conversation? And really just lean in. Sometimes it's just about surrendering to the people around you and letting them step in for you because you can only try for so long and it's so hard. Um, But you have to keep fighting, but let other people fight with you too. And sometimes that's the hardest part. I agree. Like, your friends are definitely the... 
I don't mean to get super metaphoric, but like, I feel like your friends are like, you know, like the stairs, you know what I mean? Ooh. You need your friends. You need your friends to lean on to get to that higher mental state. Yes. Oh, I love that. Your friends are kind of like stairs. You know I, mean? I mean, don't use your friends. It's not, that's not the point, but your friends are a tool. <laughs> They're there to help you. <laughs> They're there to guide you. Yes. yes. I love that. Oh man, that's, that's good stuff, honestly. Cause you know, it is hard and I mean, there have been so many moments that I, I don't think I would have made it through if it wouldn't have been for the people around me. And I feel really blessed and grateful. But I I think about the people who do feel very alone, even with the friends that they have around them. And it's it's unfortunate. Like you said, Michael, we need more education and awareness because that's where the stigma decreases. And gosh, I mean, even if you have a friend who struggles, I mean, I've done this so many times where I've had to literally Google how to help them. And that's okay. Like if you don't know how to help someone, Google it because there will actually be resources available that can tell you straight up like, okay, if your friend is saying that they don't want to live anymore, that they're suicidal, all these things, like you need to sit down and have that conversation with them and don't be afraid to address it directly because that's the only way they're going to open up and talk about it. Just ask that question. Are you suicidal? Do you not want to live anymore? Let's talk about this. Let's dive into it. Because, you know, the more that we avoid that conversation and we sweep it under the rug, it's just going to make for a bumpy floor. And so, gosh, I mean, Michael, we got to talk about this more. This is just, oh. And, and, and like going off that, like, it's okay if the person doesn't want to talk about it or even if it seems too overwhelming for you. Like, yeah. if you're not a mental health professional, like, there's only so much you can do. You know what I mean? That's true. And there's also, like, only um, like some people may not want help and you might not be able to help them. You know what I mean? And that's something you kind of have to be aware of. Like maybe someone is suicidal. Like that's like me personally. Yeah. I have a lot of experience with, you know, like uh, that topic in general, unfortunately, but I, I, I know I'm not even like with as much experience as I have, I am not equipped to help someone else who's suicidal. I, I, you know, I can, you know, like, hey, let's go to lunch. Let's spend the day, the day together. Like, let's go watch a movie. Let's do something. I can, you know, keep you happy for the day, keep you occupied, like get your mind off things, improve your mood, you know, talk to you on the daily, like hopefully do my part as your friend. But ultimately, like getting help is necessary a lot and seeking, you know, medical professionals that, you know, you, it's, you just, you, you should try and help your friends. Yes, I agree. 110%. Just know that you, you can only do so much. Yeah. You know, and that's true. And even, yes, that's a really good point because especially if you're struggling too, it's okay to tell the person that you're helping that, you know, hey, I'm struggling myself. Here's resources or here's people that you can talk to. At least try to get them connected. But it's okay to, I I don't want to say, you know, push people away at all. But, you know, if if someone comes to you and you're struggling yourself, it's okay to tell them, you know, hey, I'm struggling too. Like I, I'm trying to get help right now. Here's some resources. Here's some, some people, you know, direct people. I think that's important as well. Cause you're right, Michael, sometimes it, it's hard. It's a lot. I totally get it. And you know, there's, there's this training that I took called mental health first aid. It's this national training uh, for people who want to help people who are suicidal and struggling with mental illness. So I took this around a year and a half ago. And what they taught us, which I think is really awesome, is, you know, we are the people in the gray area. And this this 
kind of is the mentality around the gray matters movement. And, you know, it's about we're the people in the gray area, right? Like we're the people who are going to bridge the people who are struggling to mental health professionals and the important role that we have there. So, you know, even if it's sometimes your friend is just struggling and, and you are scared to have that conversation, don't be afraid to just connect them in any way you can. Even if it, even if you just send them the suicide hotline number, like that's okay. Just try as much as you can to get them connected, but also take care of yourself first because that's the most important piece. I agree. I mean, like I went back to what you were saying a little bit earlier. Like I've had friends call me and be like, hey, I'm not doing so good. And you know, I will be doing good. I will not be okay. Like I'll, I, I will straight up tell them like, hey, I love you, but I cannot, I, I'm sorry, I really can't help you. Like I, I'm on the struggle bus right now too. And yeah. you know, we can talk about it. We can talk about it, but I'm letting you know, I can barely handle my own issues. And I would love, I would love nothing more than be able to help you out, but I really can't right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's, that's okay. That's okay to be like, I, you know, you can't help other people if you're drowning. You know what I mean? Like I, yes. you got to make sure you're afloat. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. It's, it's so important to take care of yourself first. Um, You know, it, it goes back to that, that analogy that I feel like everyone always uses, but it's, it's such a good analogy of, you know, you got to put your breathing mask on first before you put someone else's on. Because if you don't put yours on first, you're not going to be of any help to anyone. You're going to be yep. passed out, you know? <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's just, it's so important to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, taking care of others, especially right now, especially yes. right now. Um, has there, have you developed any new self-care techniques that have been helping you? Yes. I discovered candles. I don't know Ooh. why. I love, I don't know, when I smell something good, it just boosts my mood. So I actually, I have it right here. It's like a, a spiced gingerbread candle. Ooh. And I, it just smells so good. I don't know why. It makes me happy. It's like is a little from, thing. Is it from Bath and Body? I believe so, yes. Oh, they have really good candles. I, I just bought, um, it's like a forest green one and it smells like Christmas trees. And I don't That's know awesome. why. But it just, it, yeah, it makes me happy. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, it's so. Yeah, that's something I never really was into. And then I discovered candles, and they're awesome. They just smell so good. Yeah, like, you, I, don't, I don't know. You know, it. It's the little things in life. It is. It's the little things in life. And even, you know, for me, I was talking with my counselor a few months ago, and, you know, he said to me, he's like, "You have all of these things that you do in your life." And they've become a chore. And especially right now in this pandemic, everything, it seems like, has become a chore. And he's like, you got to find something that makes you passionate and happy and joyful and, and intentionally don't make that a chore. And so for me, that became the podcast and the blog that I'm doing. Um, do you have anything like that, Michael, that's kind of been like your passion that you're kind of chasing and is has been helping you? I mean, definitely social media in general. Like, it's it turned into my job. Yeah, definitely. Um, it doesn't feel like a job at all. I mean, it definitely is a lot of work and a lot of time that I am just, you know, doing my best to grow my social media and all of that. But it's originally, it was just something for fun. Um, and it was, it's still, it still is like my favorite hobby. Like, even though it is, like I said, my job, I don't really even view it as that. I view it as just something fun I do, you know, just being goofy and just something to focus on. And it keeps me consistent because i know i have to be consistent and like i've done it 
like I even as soon as I started, I, I haven't not posted a single day. Um, like I've, it's something I consistently do every single day, and it just you know it it helps me and it's it's awesome because I see in the comment sections that it helps other people too, mm-hmm. um, and that's what, what more motivation would you need to keep doing something? Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely, and. I love that you're taking social media by storm and putting positivity out there because, you know, I, I think social media can be a double-edged sword. And I know we've had this conversation before where, you know, it can be really harmful and damaging and, you know, there's cyber bullies and trolls and all these, this bad side of social media. And then there is actually, I think a good side to it as well, that, you know, there's people out there like you who are promoting positivity and trying to relate to people and say, you know, hey, it's okay not to be okay, but you don't have to stay there. Let's get you out of it. And so I love what you do. And I think as long as you're making an impact, like you said, like what other motivation do you need? That's, that's a beautiful thing. I agree. I, you know, I think making a, the, okay, the idea that I can make a positive impact on anybody is just blows my mind. Yeah. And the idea that anyone can make it a positive, like even smiling at someone instead of keeping your head down when you're walking past them. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's like, that's like, that's such a small positive thing that you can do to impact someone else's life. It's just, I don't know, friendly energy. <laughs> it's oh. awesome. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I, pre-pandemic, I have to share this story with you because I just found this out. Um, I had someone reach out to me last week and told me about something that had happened literally like a year ago and said she's finally ready to talk about it but she said that it was someone that we went to school with she said there was one day that she was really struggling and really really bogged down by suicidal thoughts and she said there was one day that I must have opened the door for her I don't remember this but she said I opened the door for her and I smiled at her and she said oh hey you know the gray matters she brought up the gray matters and we were just talking about it and I ended up giving her my gray matters bracelet that I was wearing And she said that that moment literally got her out of her depression for that day. It was a sense of hope for her. And, you know, just what you said, that's a perfect example of just smiling at someone, bringing joy to them in whatever way you can. And especially during this pandemic, like I know we're all wearing masks and you can't really see our smile, but, you know, just, just try to give kind eyes or wave to people or at least somehow bring kindness because that's, we all need that so much right now. I agree. Yeah. Even, you know, call, check in on your friends, text. Um, even if it's just sending a funny meme or, or, you know, TikTok, send someone to TikTok. That makes I love those. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Michael loves those, right? Like he's famous. Send him one of Michael's TikToks. Uh, (laughs) You know, I always see your stuff and I just smile right away because I'm like, yes, this is my best friend. I love Michael. He's the best. (laughs) Um, so, you know, I think there's so much joy in life, but sometimes when you get so bogged down, it's just hard to see. So just remember the things that do make you happy and write them down. And I always say, wherever you feel hope, go keep going back there and don't stop. Good way to put it. Yeah. So, you know, Michael, as we're wrapping this up, I know that there are a lot of people who listen to this podcast and have been struggling a lot lately. What advice would you give to someone who's trying to survive the suck? Really good question. I would say, okay, well, I mean, hey, if you're recognizing like I'm not doing okay, or you know what, I could be doing better, that's exactly where you need to be. Because now you can say, okay, 
why? What, what, what is not making me happy? What's making me upset? And this is so hard to do. It's definitely not easy at all. But this is what I did that helped me. Um, and it may help you. Um, I, like I said, I'm not a professional, so I don't, I'm not giving up professional advice, just personal, I guess, is the word for it. Is as soon as you recognize that, come up with a plan. Write it down. Write down what you think might help you. Do you work out? Might be a great time to start. What are your hobbies? Don't have any? All right, what are you interested in? Like, just getting scheduled and getting on, just getting on a schedule helped me so much. Like, just scheduling out, okay, every day from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., I'm going to be in the gym or outside running because I know that I don't exercise enough and I know exercise helps a lot. Okay, what does my diet look like? Okay, I've been eating a ton of fast food. Hmm, how does food how does food impact your mental health? Well, it looks like it impacts it a, a sure of a heck of a lot. So I'm gonna change that. And so I'm gonna eat, I don't know, maybe it's just throwing in three apples a day because I know that apples are good for me and apple a day keeps the doctor away. Like I I don't know, that's that's as much nutrition info as I know. So that's a good thing. Just doing what you can and ultimately like just don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help because that's what your friends are there for. You need you need to lean on people to get at standing up. You know what I mean? You're not going to, you got a broken leg. You're not going to be able to get up alone. Mm. You're so right. Oh, that was so good. I, I love that you talked about food and exercise, like taking care of your physical health because it's all, it's all related. But, you know, always, always make time for your mind. That's what I say. Just make time for your mind. I agree. So, you know, this has been an awesome conversation, Michael. Holy buckets. Was not expecting this. I know our, this is actually the second time we've had to record this because <laughs> we recorded one a few months ago and it the audio was kind of messed up. And so I appreciate you coming back, Michael. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank for you for having me. I, I Trust me, I love, there's no need to thank me. I love one, talking to you and two, talking about the subject is important. And I, you know, will always have time for it. <sighs> I appreciate you so much, Michael. You are a starfish thrower. You're helping save, live out, save lives out here. So I thank you for everything that you do and the best friend that you are to me. And, you know, to everyone, anyone who's out there who's surviving the suck, just hold on one more day. Keep going. We're here for you. You can always reach out to Michael or I. And like he said, we're not medical professionals, but we're people who care. So we want to help you through the suck. You can do this. Hey, and you know what? The suck's got nothing on you. You got this. So anything else to say, Michael, before we wrap up? I really, you know, I feel like I said a lot and I can go on forever, but I think that was a good time to end it. You're right. Um, just know like you're loved, you know, someone cares. I care. Haley cares. And you're never, never alone. If you, even if you don't have any friends to call, there's the suicide hotline numbers you can look up. There's a ton of different resources available to you. You just have to know, know they're there. And now you do, because I just told you. There's stuff out there for you. And there's never a ch- there's, there's no reason to, to lose hope, you know? Like, things are going to get dark. You know, you might have not even had your worst day yet, and that's completely okay. And, you know, you've, you're, you're really strong, and you've survived, you know, this far. It's literally, life's got nothing on you. Yeah. Life's got nothing on you. You're strong. You're an important. You are the storm. And if you are struggling... You can always, always, always call the suicide hotline. I know I talk about this every episode, but it's so important. You can call it for yourself, someone else. You don't have to be suicidal to call. That number is 1-800-273-8255. And also, the Gray Matters just launched our official website today. So you can go to www 
dot or www three w's dot graymatterscollective.com and if you go to our resources tab we have all kinds of resources for your mental well-being helping other people financial resources everything honestly that you need is hopefully there so um i hope that you check it out and plug someone who might be struggling plug yourself in if you need to but most importantly take care of you because you are important you are loved and you are going to survive the suck. You got this. Hang in there. We're proud of you. Have an awesome day. Bye-bye, everyone.